Okay, here we go. Got and stuff. Another episode, fake sponsor alert. Before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at Nerds, specifically the Nerds Gummy Clusters. You remember Nerds, the hard candy in the little cardboard box? You used to get it at Halloween or whatever. They've taken it to another level, y'all. They've innovated. They've blown our minds again. They have combined nerds with a gummy candy, okay? So we've got the gummy interior with the nerds plastered to the outside on the exterior. Gives you the crunch, the sour, familiar flavor of the nerd on the initial bite, but then the contrast of the gummy on the inside. Woo! Yeah. My brother-in-law got me up on these. Shout out to you, Kirk Goodwin. Um, can't stop eating these things. As I said before, hang a right into your local gas station today. Pick you up a bag of Nerds Gummy Clusters, okay? <laughs> and you'll thank me later. I'm getting paid approximately $0 for this endorsement, but money is not important to me, okay? This is about doing the right thing. The right thing is to share with you how good these things are, and uh, you'll thank me later, all right? Episode number nine, coming at you. Uh, we're going to talk some scripture today, just for a little while. And um, the title of this episode is 59%. 59% and it'll make more sense, hopefully, in a minute. Um, start with a confession for you. Is that okay? Confession? It's just us. It's me and you right here. I'm in the closet. Ain't nobody here. You, <laughs> um, over the past, like, let's say four years, um. I've evolved a lot, as hopefully all of us have. As a part of that evolution, that change, um, I confess to you that the way that I view Scripture, the lens, the perspective that I read it through, has completely changed um, in my life from any place, any time before. Um, and the the passage that I want to read you today was one of those like tipping points for me that forced me to say, all right, the way that I read this isn't going to work for me anymore. You know what I'm saying? It was the, the, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Is it, is it proverbial straw that broke the camel's back or the straw that broke the, is the camel the proverbial? I don't know how that whole thing works. I should have left out the word proverbial to be honest, but you know what I'm saying? This was one of those that I was like, all right, I can't read this the same way that I used to. Um, and you've picked up these themes in the previous episode, man. We've talked about contradictions in the Bible. We've talked about the all-important idea of not taking the Lord's name in vain, which means claiming God is speaking when God is not, in fact, saying anything. We see people do that in our culture, but even more so, we see it within the pages of Scripture itself, right? <laughs> like, remember where it's like, well, Jesus shows up and says, well, Moses said that, but it's not what God wanted. And it's like, yeah, but... It's in the Bible, and Moses said, God said it, but Jesus said, Mo like, all of that is there, um, and all of these different ideas that we've talked about so far, and we'll continue to talk about, sort of orbit around a central question that I've been wrestling with, um, which is just like, what is the Bible, and, and what is it for? How do we see it? How do we read it? How do we engage with it? Not... Not what did someone tell us it was, not not what do we want to believe it is, but let's just look at it. Like, what is this thing? How do we understand it? How do we read it? How do we interpret it? Where do we go from there? And listen, 
I'm not, if you've got a way that works for you, if, if, if you, if you understand it a certain way, have a certain, I'm not coming for that. Like you totally keep it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a way that works for you, um, that makes you a better human being that doesn't cause tension or stress in your life, all the power to you. I'm saying I got to the point where I was unable to do that honestly. And, um, so I just want to read you this. Um, We'll talk about it for a minute, ask a few questions, okay? And then you go do whatever you got to do today. It's going to be an amazing day. So let's get right to it. I'm going to read you a passage out of uh, the book of Leviticus, chapter number 27. We're going to read eight verses, one through eight. It says this, the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 shekels of silver as measured by the sanctuary shekel. A woman of that age is valued at 30 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of five and 20 is valued at 20 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of one month and five years is valued at five shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at three shekels of silver. A man older than 60 is valued at 15 shekels of silver, and a woman of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. If you desire to make such a vow but cannot afford to pay the required amount, take that person to the priest. He will determine the amount for you to pay based on what you can afford. <laughs> like, I don't know why the last sentence is crazy. Like they give all these details and then it's like, if you can't afford that, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. We'll, we'll make a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like just go talk to the priest. Cracks me up. Okay. So it's like literally impossible to just like parachute into Leviticus. You know what I mean? And just grab a few verses and talk about them. There's so much context. There's so much happening there. Um, the book of Leviticus is wild. It's so, it, it's really good actually. Um, it's all about the setting up of this temple system and all of the uh, procedures and protocols that have to be followed for this whole thing to work and for people not to die by trying to be close to God. Like it's pretty, pretty wild stuff. Uh, there's a really, really good podcast uh, that's called Almost Heretical. And uh, you can look it up. They did a whole like, man, I don't even know how many parts, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 parts on Leviticus. I've listened to it like five times all the way through. Uh, really, really good stuff. You should listen to it if you're interested. It gives you more context, a way to look at Leviticus in a probably a whole new way than you've ever thought about before. Um, but for purposes of this uh, conversation. I just want to give you one piece of context. So what, one of the things that people would do, uh, or that was outlined in Leviticus as a possibility was to dedicate people to the Lord, to the service of the Lord, to the temple, like to the priest. Um, you could do that. And there was also this process called redemption where you could redeem somebody back. Like you could buy them back out of that service. And if you did that, you just had to pay certain values for that exchange, for that transaction to occur. So what we're given here uh, in Leviticus 27 is an outline of if you were to dedicate a person, how much you would have to uh, pay to redeem that person back. And we're given this sliding scale of values of human beings, okay? Um, now, verse one is so important. 
It's so important because it says, the Lord said to Moses. So this is, we're told that this is not like Moses's opinion. He didn't get a committee together, uh, a round table of people and say, hey, y'all, let's figure out like, you know, how to value the human beings among us. What do you think is fair? Mephibosheth, what's your vote? You know, like, (laughs) no, we're told this is God speaking directly to Moses saying, here's what I'm saying. I'm going to lay out for you the value of a person in this system, okay? And he gives four different age brackets. Uh, The first is if you're 20 to 60 years of age, a man in that bracket is worth 50 shekels, okay? I don't know what a shekel is, and you don't know what a shekel is. It says in the verse, it says, uh, as measured by the sanctuary shekel, you know, like as opposed to, another kind of shekel. Like, I don't know what it means. You don't know what it means. It doesn't really matter. Okay. It's just a, it's, it's some amount. Okay. So let's just use that word shekel. Cause that's what, that's what it says. So a man from 20 to 60 is worth 50 shekels and a woman of that age is 30. So within that age bracket, we see according to scripture, according to what the Lord is saying to Moses, that a woman is worth 60% the value of a man in that age bracket. The next one they give us is ages 5 to 20. A man in that age bracket is 20 shekels, and a man, a woman is 10 shekels. So in this age bracket, we see that a woman is worth 50% the value of a man, okay, from ages 5 to 20. Goes way down now. Age, like one month, okay? Like we're covering all the bases. One month old to five-year-old. The value of a boy in that age bracket is five shekels, while a girl would be valued at three. So that would be 60%. A a girl of that age would be worth, valued at 60% the value of a boy of the same age. Last one, so our seniors, okay? If you're over 60, over 60 years old, um, the Lord is saying to Moses that a man is worth 15 shekels while a woman is worth 10 shekels. So a woman over 60 is worth 66% the value of a man of similar ages. Now, because I'm, I'm a numbers guy and I'm a nerd, uh, I'm just like, let's just average this out. You know, there's a lot of brackets, you know, a lot of different things. Let's just average this out across the board from one month to 60 plus. According to scripture, according to what the Lord is saying to Moses, the value of a human being, if you average those out, a woman is worth about 59% the value of a man throughout her life, depending on the age bracket. 59%. And again, This is the Lord speaking now, um, giving these values of a human being. And this is just kind of crazy to me in general, you know, like the idea that we're valuing human beings monetarily, um, especially being told at the very beginning of scripture that humans are made in the image of God, right? That that, that we bear, we're the mago day, we bear God's image and God is infinite and unable to be valued unless, <laughs> unless we're in the temple, then we're like, you worth 50. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea is a little bit, a little bit strange and hard to get your, your mind around. But 
when I read stuff like this, here's what I would have used to do. Like I, I used to do, and I can hear that voice in my head. And many people do this, right? They read what they would call challenging passages. I don't know how the voice goes. <laughs> the voice goes there, right? Challenging passages of scripture. Well, when you encounter those, you have to consider the cultural context of when this was written. Because see, this would have been an agrarian society an agrarian society, and the value would have been based on the amount of work and output that they would have been able to contribute economically. So the men would have been able to, uh, you know, uh, work more, lift heavier bricks, move things around, and would have been able to contribute in a more significant way to the economics of the society, which is why they would have been valued higher than the woman. It has nothing to do with the, the gender, but it has to do with economics, right? Like that's, you, you can just Google this passage. You'll see someone talking about that, you know? Um, here's why I don't buy that, okay? Like one, it just doesn't say that. It just says, here's the value of a person, okay? It just doesn't say it. And then secondly, I can make the argument like, I don't see any two-month-olds contributing economically at all. I mean, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, if you've got a two-month-old who's like clocking in, who's making bricks, you know, <laughs> who's taking the cattle out for water and contributing economically, no, like, but we're given a value for one-month-olds who aren't contributing at all to the society in any meaningful economic sense, but yet they still have a 60% increased value of a girl of the same age. And to take it a step further, I could argue with just like the time value of money, right? And potential that if it's about working potential and, and the uh, um, potential to earn money, that the infants should be valued the highest, right? Because you would have the most years to get that work out of them, right? So they should actually probably value the most, but they're not. Um, <laughs> here, here, here's, Here's the question that this passage left me with when I read it. After like chuckling, you know, and laughing a little bit, like, yo, this is wild. Why is this in here? Like, I found myself asking, like, did God really say this? Like, I I was talking to myself. Like, I'm just asking myself, like, do I think that God actually said this, right? That across the board, that, that women are 59% the value of a man. Like, do I actually think that God said that? And here's my thing. Like, if you read the Bible in such a way to where you believe that or you want to believe that, we've seen really horrible things happen as a result of that. If you can read the Bible in such a way to where you believe certain groups of people have more intrinsic, inherent value than someone else, that's how slavery happens. That's how you can take a bunch of people, put them on a boat and make them work for you and beat them and treat them like less than human because you have a theology, a framework that says, yeah, they're not nearly as valuable as I am. It's that kind of framework or belief that can allow you to say, you know what, uh, African-Americans, we're going to allow you to vote. You can vote. We're going you know, to let you vote, but it's going to be worth three-fifths. It's going to be worth 60% of our vote of the white population, right? Like what? Because you might, you could point to a verse and say, well, hey, 
we see that, that some people just don't have the same value as other people. Like while this seems to be an obscure passage that doesn't really matter, like we've seen this kind of idea play out enough times. And so I just leave you that question, bro. Like, do you think God actually said this? Do you think that God believes that a woman is 59% the value of a man? Now, here's one of those other voices that comes in. Well, you know, well, listen, it's, it was the old covenant. You know, <laughs> that's, that's one of the ones, that's one of the ones that gets used all the time to like explain away anything. Well, it was the old covenant. Um, but now because of Jesus, we're in the new covenant and none of that applies anymore. And I'm like, okay, okay. But listen, so you're saying God used to think that. The God who never changes, the God who is the alpha, the omega, the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like that God used to think that women were worth about 59% the value of a man until he slept on it a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, after sleeping on it, I'm going to change. I'm a, I think I was wrong there. I'm going to move that scale and say everyone's equal. (laughs) Right. So it took the new covenant for God to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my mind on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I know I'm playing around with it, but like, I'm being serious. Like I don't, for me, for me, that just doesn't make sense to me. It's not honest. Um, so I leave you that question, bro. Like, did, did God really say that? And I understand the irony of that question because like you go back to Genesis and that's what the serpent asked Adam and Eve. Did God really say that you shouldn't eat from the tree? Like, so like that idea of questioning if God said something gets attributed back to like Satan, you know? So, like I get that I might be doing that a little bit. I think it's a good question. I think it's a good question. Did God really say that? Cause you want to be sure. And um, the way I answer that question just to be, to be, however you answer it, that's you. That's do, do you, boo? Um, the way I answer that question is, I don't think so. Uh, n- no. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> like I don't see anything in the life of Jesus that would make me think that God ever said that. Right? If we're told that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God and shows us exactly what God is like, like I don't see any of that in Jesus. So, like, do I think that God ever thought? that women were 59% the value of a man under any circumstances? No, I, I, I don't. Um, and I can hear, I can feel the collective gasp there, right? Of like, oh no, <gasps> but that's what it says. And how do you, you know, like all that. And that's the fun stuff to talk about. Like that's, that's, that's why scripture was so fascinating because it's filled with things that we're told God is saying. It's filled with things that uh, are people claiming that God is speaking that we find out later that God wasn't saying that. Um, it's it's filled with people trying to curse things that God has blessed, right? Like it's all there and you can't read it two-dimensionally. Um, so for me, do I think God said that? Uh, no. Do I think Moses thought that God said that? Apparently. And maybe it made sense for the time. Maybe it wasn't a radical idea to say that, 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 you know, men were more valuable than women and everyone shook their head like, yeah, obviously, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like that's where they were. Do I think that, that that's what God said? Uh, I'm gonna go with Jesus on this one and say, yeah, Moses said that. 
Um, and again, this was one of those tipping points for me uh, that that kind of served as an invitation to be like, all right, I, I got to read this thing different. Now, again, I'm not going to chuck it. I'm not going to discard it, but I'm going to read it in such a way that allows space for nuanced interpretation. <laughs> like, okay, I know what it says, but I don't have to always take that at face value. Oh, well, the slippery slope, if you start doing that with this, then you might do it with that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Let's just look at each actual thing and decide the right thing to do there. Okay. So that's the question I'm leaving you with. Did God really say that? What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to hear from you. Like, if you've got a, you got a correction, you can afford me one of those articles with the guy saying, you know, oh, the cultural content. Like, I want to read it. Send it to me. Um, and, and I think we're going to do, like, the subtitle for this will probably be, like, did God really say that? Um, maybe this will be, like, a little series that we do here and there of, like, these kinds of passages that are that force us to, like, reexamine how we read this thing and what we want to do with it. So, 59%, man. Uh do you buy it? Do you not? Did God really say that? Did God used to think that, but changed his mind? You know, like, how does that work? Uh, I claim, uh, I don't think God said that, bro. Like, I just, I don't think so. So, hey, that's the question I leave you with. Did God really say that? Call me a serpent. I'm good with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey, I would love to hear your feedback. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. Have a fantastic day. I love you. Peace.